Well, that was kind of fun. Let's talk about it. Today's quick cast is brought to you by Martin Vintage. MartinVintage.com, where if you enter boiled at checkout, you'll get 20% off. Mom, thanks for watching. So last night you got to see Purdue play Virginia. Hope you uh, were there in person. Mackie was obviously rocking. I had that, an unusual chance to do something that I uh, don't get to do very often. Number one, I was on the road with work. So I was listening to XM Satellite, and I got to listen to Virginia's broadcast of the Purdue-Virginia game last night, and that was entertaining as hell. Obviously, it wouldn't be great in every game. It wouldn't be ideal in every game. But versus this Virginia team at this time, it was awesome because they were referencing what Virginia is, which is a great program, and they have some confidence about them. Very professional uh, broadcasting staff, not super biased. But at the same time, they were very aware that Purdue was ready uh, for the game, and you could hear it. They thought Purdue was playing an immense, with an immense amount of intensity, and they were very impressed with Mackey Arena. And these are guys, by the way, that go to Duke's Cameron Indoor all the time. But Mackey Arena was absolutely on fire last night. My favorite part of the broadcast was listening to Virginia's play-by-play guys say, well, they're not going to let off, are they? And I think uh, it was a reference to either one of the Hunter or Sasha threes towards the end of the game. Um, his whole point was uh, Purdue's not taking their foot off the gas. And then they said, well, they probably shouldn't. And they remember what happened last time these teams play. I think they were ready for Purdue to empty the benches and Purdue and Painter didn't do that as early as they would have liked to have seen. Purdue played an amazingly sound game. The things that we've been asking for here at Boiled Sports, Purdue delivered on. They shot the ball better, produced, pl- produced players played within their roles a lot better, and Painter made some brilliant adjustments. The end result was Purdue had more steals than Virginia. Purdue was dominant on offense, uh, shooting the ball extremely well. They got their ability to hit three-pointers back because they moved the ball so well, and Purdue was just cutting Virginia up literally and figuratively with offensive sets that yielded big, big results against one of the best defenses in America. If you got to listen to Bennett's comments after the game, you probably saw a guy who, um, I, on one hand, I love listening to Bennett talk. I respect him as a coach. I think he's great. On the other hand, uh, he's really syrupy and sugary when he's trying to avoid showing that he's angry. And uh, after that game, he was really laying it on thick because I don't think he was too happy with his his team's performance and the way Purdue just took them out of their game and completely, really took it to them. The question that I have for you guys is, if Carson Edwards were still at Purdue, would they have won by 60? Let's not forget, Purdue score, uh, Edwards scored a ton of points versus Virginia last year, and Purdue managed to beat the hell out of Virginia this year without Edwards. And for the first time this year, we really saw a very potent brand of Purdue offense. And it really, you look at the points weren't off the charts, but Purdue was able to have very, very sound possessions where they just moved the ball very well, and if they didn't hit the shot, they kept it alive. Harms and Williams both were really, really active on the glass. That was good to see, of course, and everybody got involved. Even bringing Nogel off the bench was a massive improvement for what we've seen the last few games from Eastern. Is that going to be a permanent thing with him? I don't know. If I were Painter, I'd keep it there for at least a couple games just to see how he reacts. He seemed to handle it well. Um, He got off the snide, actually scored points for the first time in two games. That was good to see. A lot of good things, a lot of things to be positive about. There's some things I think we could still say there's room for improvement. I would love to see uh, Aaron Wheeler get back involved in the offense and just play a, a smarter game. He just seems to be playing basketball much differently than he did last year. 
And I think there's a lot left in the tank and a lot of room left for Wheeler to get better this season, get better now. As we look ahead, Purdue's got the Big Ten, this weird stint of Big Ten games before they head back out of the non-conference. Um, lots of opportunities. That's the thing that's so great about college basketball and this schedule, the way Purdue has designed it, is opportunity just keeps coming at you to prove that you're, you're good and you're getting better. And Purdue did it last night. Beating Virginia, regardless if they were overrated or not, which they look like they are, Purdue got a sizable quality win. And so that's their second on the season. To have two of those leaving the pre-con, which they have another opportunity to get a quality win versus Butler, of course, in Indianapolis in the world's worst event. But this was a good one. Make no bones about it. Well done, Mackie Reno. Well done, Paint Crew. I think everybody has a little something to be proud of. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're going to have a handsome hour coming to you later this week talking about a couple things, just kind of a closing out of the football season, a little bit of look at the basketball season, and the entry of the silly season, the coaching carousel season that uh, your pals over here at Boyle Sports love to talk about. Have a great day. God bless you. Hammer down. BS all the time.